No one attempts the impossible without belief in something greater than themselves. I'll be giving you over 300 shots in the next few weeks. With what? Our resources have been depleted. Time is running out. In 10 years, half the world's population will have starved to death. The planet will be uninhabitable. But there is one place that gives us hope. What if Titan could become our home? You will become enhanced humans. Supermen. Most of you will fail. Some people will break during the training. I never thought I'd see something like this. You are going to be the first man on Titan. Hello and welcome to the Vertical Viewing Podcast from Vancouver, British Columbia. This is episode number 167. Whoa! And my name is Scott. My name is Jared. My name is Rick. What are you doing? You're back, back again. Repeating. Oh my God. We can't get rid of this guy. I'm on here more than you're... I think you're maybe a permanent member of the Vertical Viewing Universe. I'm, I'm the Black Panther of the, of the VVPU. Close enough, right? That's racist. <laughs> on today's episode... <laughs> We're going to catch up on the films and TV shows we've been watching before our featured review of Mute, Silence, A Quiet Place from John Krasinski, a.k.a. Jim from The Office. Jim from The Office. Starring Jim from The Office. And starring Jim from The Office's real-life wife, not Pam. Emily Blunt. These, These are castaways from the Marvel Universe, right? In an alternate universe, this is Captain America and Black Widow. You can find all of our episodes on iTunes, Google Play, TuneIn Radio. Stitcher. I think it's Apple Podcasts. Just Google it. My apologies. You can find it on rickchung.com as well. Yes. That's where you're from. That's the most convenient place. Yeah, and then you don't have to go through all the episodes I'm not on. (laughs) Wait. You can also go to verticalviewing.com. Click on the donate button. That's probably where you should go. Yeah. There's a PayPal link right there. That'll allow you to offset the cost of seeing movies putting on the show. Slicing up a piece of internet pie. Or if you don't want to make a commitment, you can just... Well, yeah, that's just a one-night stand. Long-term relationships, that's patreon.com slash vertical viewing. More on that later, of course. You can also go to Instagram, but it's fucked up. Like, tag your friends in our photos. Otherwise, nobody will see them. You know, you guys make jokes, but there's some quality graphics of uh, some of the uh, movies that uh, we review. There's all sorts of cool art, but Instagram seems to hate... I love the Paddington 2 one. Yeah, when I keep using the same hashtags, Instagram thinks I'm a bot, so... Yeah, then don't do that. You get fucked over. Twitter, at Vertical Viewing, verticalviewing at gmail.com. Email us. Tell us what you want us to review, but you're going to have to pay for that. Well, I mean, if the suggestion is good enough, we might just take it out. You can tell us. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Red, do you have any goodies that you watched, or what? As a matter of fact, I do. Uh, I watched a really... Bad movie called The Titan, starring Sam Worthington and Taylor Schilling. No way you watched uh, this? Directed by someone named Leonard Ruff. And I circled the name Ruff because that's what this movie is. So the premise of this movie... Truly the charismatic force that is Sam Sam Worthington. Worthington. Yeah. No. No? No. Especially not when, uh, by going through the process... uh, Wait, wasn't he also in those Titan movies? Like Clash and Wrath? Yeah, he was. Oh, no, funny. What? Nice one. Holy shit. Is this like, I didn't realize this, this is like the, a, uh, the trilogy, part of the trilogy or something? Uh, no. So in this movie, like 
Earth's natural resources have been used up. The uh, kind of like a quiet place. The nearest, uh, most habitable location is Titan, the moon of Jupiter. Oh, does this take place on Titan? No, it takes place on Earth. And what happens is the military is experimenting. When I say the military, one mad scientist is experimenting on how to use some kind of genetic engineering, like serum, to adapt them for life. Make on humans Titan. adapt oh. for life on Titan. So it's like and, Interstellar. And I think he turns into some sort of monster. Um, well, there's concerns because, like, not everyone survives the process of each stage that they go through, and you see them sort of, you assume that they're losing their humanity, and that's what I'm, when I was saying that, like, you know, Sam Worthington doesn't have a lot of personality to begin with. Man, that guy's just waiting for those Avatar movies. He, uh, he loses what he's got as, as it goes on. Um, and Taylor Schilling, I mean, Orange is the New Black, I'm glad that's going well for her. I'm not, I don't really like her that much. I don't think she's great. Um, so is is this kind of like you know the scene in Avatar when he when Jake Sully breaks out of his tank and he's like, oh my god, what am I? I'm some sort of weird creature. I'm on another. Not you stop. Don't be it's, specious. It's sort of like the whole movie of that. Like I I am this weird dude who's been genetically engineered only stars in movies that have titan in the title or where he becomes another creature for survival tactics on a different planet or movies about a magical uh, christian shack yeah yeah the shack i want to review the shack oh no please no man i want to please no (laughs) okay who plays god uh alanis morissette i don't want to talk much more about the titan but uh, I watched something. I'm starting. I'm partway through the Santa Clarita Diet season two. You like that? I liked season one a lot. Season two's uh, episode one. I wasn't quite sold. I episode saw... two, I was hooked again. So. Oh yeah, I heard there's like a the season two really pumps it up. I saw like part of the first season, and I really enjoy the chemistry of all the actors. Mm-hmm. It's really funny, mm-hmm. but I just did not care about the plot. It's kind of goofy. And, it's so goofy, and and you and, and it's like really sweet too, right? Yeah, yeah, that's kind of the idea is that it's not realistic. It's <laughs> really silly, but. Yeah, I kind of you just kind of suspend disbelief and yeah. go along for the funny ride. My my kind of issue is like I think there's only so much plot, and I feel like you really have to stretch it, right? Yeah, I'm I'm not sure if it'll last through the season, and if it does, I'm not certain how the show will be able to maintain beyond that. But for now, just this, keep, this I'm is laughing. A zombie, zombie comedy. Yeah, zombie something's, something's happening, and Drew Barrymore is like yeah. an undead. Starting Raylan Gibbons. What if my oh. mom was a zombie? She's very funny. Uh, well, the the family dynamic is funny, as Rick Sweet. said. The course. character yeah. chemistry is, is really good. Um, and I also watched all of Ugly Delicious. Oh, yeah, it's great. I really like this show. Who, who Who's the, the narrator uh, force behind Ugly Delicious? Ugly Delicious is a show from Dave Chang. Are you sure it's not John Cho? It's not John Cho. It's not... I, I, I don't you think said I said I didn't say John Cho. I said Dave Cho. No, you said John Cho. Oh, I, remember. I said okay. That's not him because Dave, Dave Cho, Cho would have made sense because he's he's a in chef. The show. No, yeah. he's an artist. D- oh, Dave Cho. Yes, yeah. yeah. He's uh he's the Facebook artist. I really like how um non food porny this is compared to other ones. It really tells the stories behind food culture and does like sincere comparisons. And it's kind of like David Chang's whole thing is like how like authenticity is bullshit, right? Because all food it's all about innovating it's all also everyone steals and borrows from everyone else's culture right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the whole thing about 
um, like New York pizza versus like Italian pizza and like ravioli versus dumplings. And then, the, but the one thing that I found really interesting was in uh, the stuffed episode, like the final one, because he in in all of them you see successful, innovative foods that do things that combine these different cultures and cuisines. But when when he tries to combine dumplings and uh, I can't remember if it's ravioli or he tries to make a stuffed pasta that's just like a dumpling and he I'm can't hungry, do it. Man. And then he, and he, and he realizes that like it's failing because he actually can't do it and it has, it's, it won't happen until like the grandchildren of some like new family that's just immigrating now. Like it, I, I found that to be a more interesting uh, discussion from Dave than, uh, than a lot of the other episodes, which were all good. Yeah, it's really good. But that was a uh, really interesting insight okay. into... It's on Netflix. Yeah, check it out. There's only eight episodes. Ugly Scrumptrelescent is the name of the show. That's Ugly right. De- what? what? No, don't even. <laughs> Ugly Delicious. Holy shit. Uh, what else do you have? Anything? Uh, that's it from me. Okay. All right, I got some goodies. I saw the new HBO, uh, I guess, I don't know, biopic kind of true crime film thing paterno by barry levinson oh, yeah. so uh on a previous episode i extolled the amazingness that was wizard of lies starring robert de niro it's amazing yeah that movie's amazing about uh bernie madoff uh, also directed by barry levinson so this one's about joe paterno and the whole jerry sandusky uh child uh rape scandal that happened with uh penn state and the the, the university and the Nitt- nittany lion football team uh, this is not as good as Wizard of Lies, but I think it's really, really still pretty top-notch. So it's done in a really interesting way. It t- only takes place like pretty much before and right after the scandal broke. And it's very stylish. There's lots of like cross-cutting and editing. Um, I think it's a really cool portrait. It's almost like a journalism movie because it follows Riley, Riley Keough, who plays the reporter who broke the story. And she broke the story. And nothing happened for six months. And it goes through all the sort of different timelines of the scandal. And I think it's really a sort of Mm. really severe portrait of how we lionize important men in society. Because Joe Paterno, like, he was like a hero. And he had more power than anyone. And even though it's kind of sympathetic towards him, it shows how tragic things were. Because the guy did not care about anything besides football. And that's why this horrible thing was allowed to happen. He had too much power... But all he cared about was football. So when he reported these things, it didn't wasn't taken as seriously because that wasn't his focus. He had more power than the university, the yeah. the, the head, the yeah. board, and you know there's really some really great performances by Pacino. I think his his sort of vision of Paterno is really interesting. The guy was 84 years old, and he was still coaching because he just that's all he just loved football. You know, there's a recurring theme about how all his because he has like a bunch of kids and they all work with him. Um, how they're like they're reading the grand jury deposition of the horrible heinous acts that were alleged to have happened, and he's like they're listing them out and they're horrible things, and he's just like shocked, and he's like his his kids and his lawyers are like, did you read it? And he's like, no, I gotta I gotta prepare for my game in Nebraska, oh, no. and everyone just saying, did you read it? And he just like, doesn't he doesn't care about it's like it's it's not his issue, and you know I think it's a really interesting way to get into the scandal. Jerry Sandesky is barely is not even barely a character in the movie. You said that this movie would make you hate football. Oh yeah, because um, it like all the people 
while this is happening, all they care about was Joe Paterno. They're like, oh, why did he get fired? Like, why are you ruining his legacy? He reported the crime, stuff like that. But And there's one uh, cop character who says, like, who, who cares about Joe Paterno? It doesn't matter. No, I remember. This, this, I, I, this happened under his watch. He should have been fired. He was 84 years old. I remember the un, the unrest on the campus at Penn State when Joe Paterno got, like, le- like he left the team and oh, the whole scandal was breaking. Like, everyone was freaking out and, like rioting basically yeah. in in support of Joe Paterno Joe Paterno and, and but it's crazy because like the administration I, as Joe, it were Joe Paterno uh, he ended up dying that, two months think, later yeah the, the, the scandal cancer. breaking is sort of what broke him well, ultimately that's, that's is, how cancer works but no but that's what people like people will say right like so uh, anyways um like when children are abused no who cares about other what like those, those are adults. Someone's liable. No, but I'm saying like if that that's not the story. The story is these what happens to these kids, right? Would you really put your time and effort into trying to protect a powerful man who's going to be just fine? Whereas the, this happened all the way back to the 70s, right? That's who cares? That's the story, right? Yeah. And it's just like our flawed sort of um, you know what we we hold up in society, right? Because people loved him. This program, you know, he talked about building students just not just athletes and it's just like the extremes of success right i think it's pretty good it's the ending is kind of weak because just ends because of you know reality yeah and it's just he went to jail and well joe, not joe paterno no but joe paterno like, died and jerry sandusky's in jail but it's so crazy i was just reading an article about how like his wife is still so supportive of him and like the crazy way she defends it it's just, it's a it's a crazy okay. real life story. Yeah, Paterno sounds dark and crazy, and I I, I recommend it. It's recommend uh, it's it. it's an interesting string of these HBO films based on uh, real life. Okay, um, I've also been watching Atlanta, Donald Glover's series and second Robin season. Guys, this this show is amazing. And so, so talk about what happened this week, which is this weird white face. Oh yeah, okay. Thing. So I, I got to talk about this because they this last episode was uh, forty minutes, and it was basically like a it was basically a movie, um, and it's all about it's basically kind of like Get Out too. It it's an it was a fully its own episode, and uh, Donald Glover plays another character who is essentially kind of a riff on Michael Jackson. He does it in white face, and it is bizarre. Um, Darius, uh, played by Lakeith Stanfield, he goes to this mansion and he basically picks up a, tries to pick up a free piano and it goes into all these bizarre places and it riffs on, like I said, Michael Jackson, but like all these different things inside. Like, there's so many. It's like white girls. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's like white chicks, basically. That's it, white chicks. No, I, this is one of the finest pieces of television I've seen. Um, handsome devil. Steven Soderbergh tweeted about this movie because he thought it was so amazing. It's just incredible. It's so creepy. It's eerie. It's hilarious. Um, I think Lakeith Stanfield is one of our finest young actors. He does such interesting work. And Glover was all in character this whole time yeah, they were so shooting, he, he right? He wrote the episode. His uh, regular director, Hiro Murai, directed it. Yeah, and so there's only like three or four characters in the whole episode. And the other one of the other guest characters, he was interviewed by Vulture. And apparently, no one knew except for the regular crew that that was actually Donald Glover. Everyone called him Teddy, his character name, and he was in character the whole time. And it was apparently it was so bizarre, but it was, that episode is insane. I w- I really have to see this whole season because I've only watched season one, which is not Robin season, whatever that means. 
It's uh the second season it just it just takes it to new levels. Uh the 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 episode before is also another they go to this weird like German celebration and there's like monster stuff and like oh my god. The show there's nothing like it. Yeah, I was saying it feels like there's not a lot of shows that would be given this amount of free reign, especially with a black showrunner. Like Donald Glover being like the producer and showrunner and writer of everything so the all the writers are black yeah like it's, i would think you go into a studio to pitch a show and you're like we want to do this and this and this and like he, there's a fucking invisible car and justin bieber's a black guy and so basically like they'd be like what the fuck the basic premise no. of the show was entourage for rappers but it's but the show is way more like twin peaks and it's bizarre He's like yeah like, tricked the studio into it's su- a trojan horse of a show yeah into supporting like a way more funky and weird show than they actually thought that they were financing in the first place. And the references to um, not only like deep pop culture stuff, but also contemporary themes is so incredibly layered. It's, uh, it's one of the most, it's one of the finest and most in like unique pieces of entertainment I've ever seen. Yeah. The, the lenses they use on it are amazing too. They're like these vintage, it's so beautifully sixties lenses and stuff. It's dope. Red is not into it at all. No, I just I, I don't know anything about this. He's just like playing around with his notebook and he's chilling out. I'm listening. I got nothing, so unless you have any other goodies. Yeah, I just want to mention quickly. I checked out uh, the Zen Diaries of Gary Shandling. The Zen Diaries of Gary Shandling. Yeah, so it's a two part documentary series about the comedian, uh, directed by one of his proteges, Dead Apatow, and it's basically just a really long. Uh, sort of diary about his life and if you're familiar with Gary Shandling from the Larry Shannon show and just his comedy stuff he was just this this really huge uh, presence in the comedy world and it's a really interesting uh, documentary he he had he kept these diaries and he was a Buddhist and the seriousness of which he took comedy is just really interesting and uh, he I had no idea he mentored so many people in comedy um, you know, Sasha Baron Cohen, obviously Judd Apatow, all these comedians and stuff. And he was just so well beloved, but he's also this weird, mysterious, dark character. And it's a really thorough dissection. Isn't it like four hours long or something? Yeah, so it's two parts. One's two hours and one's two and a half hours. Uh, it's, it, it, you have to be a huge comedy nerd like me to really sit, but it like, it really, like, I, it was, it's a pretty easy watch. I could be into this. Yeah, but like a lot of Judd Apatow joints, uh, yeah, it is shaggy and long. Um, but like it's it, some of the stuff is just hilarious, and the way it sort of puts into his life and his diaries into context, I think it's really superb. Hmm. Didn't realize he was a Buddhist. Yeah. What was? I mean, anyone can be Buddhist. Aren't we all? It's not really. But like Zen Buddhism, was he a Zen Buddhist? I, I Chan Buddhism. I don't. They didn't really go into like the specificities. He just was a Buddhist because that's a lot of meditation. That's pretty. He cool. did meditate. That's pretty cool. It'd be hard to be a Hollywood actor. Okay, that's another HBO. Yeah. Program, right? This guy is really pumping that subscription, folks. It's it's not television. It's HBO. <laughs> it's true. It is kind of the best network. It does make Netflix look like. <laughs> Like when's when's Westworld coming back? Yeah, I gotta balance it out with some of these lesser Netflix movies. No, Westworld's coming back in a couple of weeks, and that's yeah. gonna be lit as fuck. Okay, what else? Anything? We yeah, should- speaking of Netflix, I just quickly saw the Netflix comedy Happy Anniversary, starring Ben Schwartz and uh, Noel Wells. Okay, it's basically a very uh, it's a very tight, simple romantic comedy, eighty minutes, and it just like this couple has been together for three years. They about they're 
gonna maybe break up and kind of tells like the whole story of the relationship sounds really brutal no no uh, if like i really love brent schwartz he played john ralphio on uh parks and recreation yeah, yeah, yeah. he's a really like he's a big online comedian rejected jokes and i really like noel she made a movie called mr roosevelt that's also on netflix is really good it's very charming but it's like super light but i'm as far as netflix movies goes it's like it's i would say it's one of the better ones because most of them are terrible uh but if you like these uh comedians uh, you probably like the okay. the movie it's very it's a straightforward. Light sna- it's a light snap. But it also, like, it has, like, flashbacks and stuff in it. It's a light and snap. so, yeah. Okay. Pretty good. I, like I said, I don't have any goodies, so. Hmm. We should, Does that mean. Probably shut the fuck up. Because I think we got to walk around on sand. Which took me a while to understand. I was like, is Why it Why don't magic- we wear socks? Is it magic sand? Oh, no, it's just quiet. Hey, don't- sand. Don't ask too many questions about these. Are socks quieter than bare feet? So that was a clip from A Quiet Place. A family is forced to live in silence while hiding from creatures that hunt by sound. They hear you, they hunt you. Movie. A Quiet Place is directed by John Krasinski and it stars Emily Blunt, John Krasinski, Noah Jupe, Millicent Simmons, and Cade Woodward. And that's it. Also, there's Doris McCarthy as Woman in the Woods and Leon Russom as Man in the Woods. They just scream and shout. Yeah. There's a woman in the woods? Well, well, part of her. Yeah, I guess so. I can't believe she has a credit. That's weird. <laughs> yeah. Um, Emily, I really like Emily Blunt. I think. Oh, she's great. She kicks some serious ass. Yeah. Like she's a great actress. And it's great to see this real-life couple on screen together. There's something... I just love movies in where she's in a field with a shotgun. Like Looper. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. She's really good at that, yeah. yeah <laughs> Dramatic shotgun. Yeah, cock. it's pretty good. So, Red, what did you think of A Quiet Place? It's too quiet? Not, uh, yeah, was I it had, loud? I had mixed feelings about this movie. Oh. Um, so while I was watching it, I really, really enjoyed it. I felt like the tension, it was really sort of artfully done in that the tension really built to this crescendo and... It all came out at the same. All came out. It all came together um, in a way that was really satisfying, and um, I, I was sort of surprised by some of the the choices. So I liked that. Um, but at the same time, as soon as the movie was over, and I was 
walking home, I started poking holes. Yeah, it does not hold out. Like you can't really think too hard about the meat of this movie because it's full of plot holes. There's real problems, I think, with the story. So, like, the premise is kind of ingenious at how simple it is, right? The idea of like monsters that hunt by sound, right? Mm -hmm. That's like very. It's really basic, simple, and you can see how that'd be cinematic. But if you think about that premise, you you immediately start to think of ways that you could defeat that in real life, and and how it goes through this movie, the plot. Like I think like half the movie is like amazing, and then the more they kind of get into, the more you see of the monsters and how yeah, they work. Yeah, that's it. The more you're like in your brain, you're like, well, why wouldn't they just do this or that, or how does yeah. this work? Everybody, every everyone that sees this movie could think of a solution to the problem because they also like they they do stuff that you kind of think of, and you're like, well. Why wouldn't they do that earlier all the time? So the movie starts where it's like it just happened. It's like day eighty nine, and then it jumps to like like a year later and stuff like that. And this family apparently like there are very little survivors. This family has only been able to survive because uh, their daughter is uh, deaf, and so they all know sign language, so they can communicate without making any sounds. And I've seen John Krasinski's other two movies, uh, The Hollers, and uh, brief interviews with Hideous Men. They are not good. And they're totally different. This movie is really well directed. He's, he's done a lot of writing, I think. He wrote Eastern, or no? No, he wrote Prom- he co-wrote Promised Land with Promised Land, Matt Damon. Yeah, Promised Land, not, not that, Eastern Promises. Not Eastern <laughs> Promises. Promised Land. Yeah, the fracking movie. I think he like executive produced uh, Manchester by the Sea. Yeah, he's done a lot of sort of stepping around. No, but by his own admission, he was not not into horror and was not a horror fan until he got sent the script and then started rewriting it and setting out to make it. And I think it's pretty... Like, I was saying to you, this is like a great first movie, but it's not his first movie, right? Mm. And it's also like... It's a pretty low... Like, for a student movie, it's low budget, but for just in general, it's not. So it's kind of like... I would expect more sort of from the second half of this movie from someone who, you know, he's maybe not a huge star, but I think he's big enough. You know, his wife is a big star, where I feel like they could have done more with the premise. Um, And, like, there are so many jump scares... And the logic, like we don't under like the 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 monsters in the movie are very inconsistent. Um, so it's established early on that if you make basic sounds, like you 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 drop something or something louder than sort of general ambient noise. Yeah, like these monsters from very far away can hear it, and they'll they, that's how they're they perceive. So fast, they'll be there immediately. But if they're in the same room with you. They, they can't. They can't hear you breathe. They don't hear you breathing, or which I feel like you should be able to hear that louder than something. Yeah, there's many things they should. It's, be that able is to hear. inconsistent. And then um, in the movie, they do something really big as a distraction, and that attracts some monsters. But then later on, they do something smaller and it attracts way more monsters. Do you guys remember uh, Pitch Black starring Vin yes. Diesel? Yes, of course. You mean the only good one in the the, the <laughs> Reddit Chronicles? <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm I'm only thinking of this movie now, but it it does play with an interesting that I mean that concept is also really concept, good concept, right? Of of creatures that are attracted to light and or or, or no, they're attracted to darkness, whatever the fuck. But there there's always this interesting hook of here's how we've adapted our survival tactics to cope with this strange almost superpower that this, this enemy threat. has. This this threat has this very unique upper hand over us. And the movie A Quiet Place seems more focused on how this family has adapted their lives 
to live in this environment. And, and, and it takes a lot of care setting up how they've changed their farm, the logistical things they've they've done. Well, what's involved with actually having a family in this world? Because there's kids. Well, the, the whole movie is a metaphor for parenthood, right? It's about like um, I protecting think, your children. And like I think a line in the movie is like, oh, what are we if we can't protect them, right? And the, the weird thing is... And, and I guess it's, it's a hostile world, and as even in in real life, yeah, as, I'm, I'm you. All you worry about is protecting your children from potentially what dangerous things. And in this movie, everything is dangerous. But right? the weird thing is that John, nobody displays any weakness that they need to get over. So there's no real. Well, sure. the 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 son is like overly scared, and he has to go out and the, there's such a, be there's given a, a chance. Yeah, there's I, such a painful arc with John Krasinski. Not telling yeah, one of his kids that, yeah, he, that he loves her. Like. And I'm just thinking, okay, that's ridiculous. They're in this survival scenario. His love this, should be very obvious. This character would be telling his kids that he loves them every day. Every, every like, minute to minute. Half an hour. I love you. We're going to get through this. I mean, I, I didn't buy that. There, and there was nothing to indicate John Krasinski was a bad a bad father in any way every no, he, everything he, looked like he a good did guy. he had every, really nice warm sweaters and everything he did Those was sweaters look so warm yeah he, cozy he never did anything to betray his family or betray his like primary instinct to my, to my, help them survive my issue also is like it's so it's so quickly established that these are so competent people at at surviving right john krasinski does all these things like there's a big plot line about how he wants to teach his son who's very afraid to like survive and he, he teaches him the rules of this world but they do so many things that are stupid um you know emily Bunt character is, is established other one that she's pregnant and there's a bunch of fear in that right well, how does that work? Babies are noisy, right? Well, that's uh, the brilliance of this movie, right? Is setting up the tension with the threat of loud noises, right? You you see things that are placed into the world, a sharp nail here. Oh my God, she's pregnant. What does that mean? The, it, the anticipation is maybe more effective. And than... that's that's where this movie, I think, really shines and is really brilliant. It, and, it, and it twists the, the sort of general horror tropes in in a really unique way where your fear is of just a loud noise and and how terrifying just knocking over a lantern is i mean this movie is like there's almost no dialogue uh like spoken dialogue it's almost a silent film there are a bunch of scares but like it's still very it's like it's rated pg-13 in the states right uh even though like there's a lot it's pretty scary you could pass this off as r i think oh yeah I think it's, it's just, gnarly it's enough. It's, it's pretty bloodless, right? Well, yeah, there's yeah. not a lot of gore and there's no swearing, so I don't know. Yeah, and I it's like there was a couple oh, f bombs, weren't there? Uh, I can't remember. Uh, and all a lot of the scares and violence are implied, right? Yeah, I, mean, I I think that this movie, if it really wanted to be super ballsy, you could have had no subtitles and no dialogue. Uh, <laughs> you'd be like, really like Isle of Dogs. Well, there's this. Ukrainian film The Tribe, which is one of the most difficult movies I've ever sat through, but it's brilliant and it's incredible. And it's about a school of uh, hearing impaired children who are all in this gang, I guess, in, in the Ukraine. And, and it's this fucked up thing where they're... You, you know how you know how deaf pro- children are in gangs, right? Well, it, this is fucked up. They're prostituting out their, their female friends to these truck drivers and stuff. And it is there are some gnarly scenes in the tribe, but there are no subtitles. And it's all in Ukrainian sign language, which I, I, I don't know how 
that would be different. But wait, so it, but so if but if you were Ukrainian and knew sign language, you understood it. Yeah, but there's as, well, what was the point of not subtitling it for right, well, non-Ukrainian audiences? The, 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 I think the actual tagline of the tribe is "Hate needs no translation." Did you understand what was going on? Yeah, you you don't need any subtitles, and I think in a quiet place there. You could have gotten away with none, with with no dialogue, with no subtitles. I don't know about that. It, it, that it, it is pushing it, obviously. And, and there, are, there is quite a bit of plot in this movie. There is, and, and I think it does handle it in the best way you can with as minimal dialogue as you could need. And with a lot of the exposition done with newspapers, right? Do you remember at the beginning that is, be, that exposition is terrible. It just says it's sound, right on the yeah. on the oh, front yeah. cover. It's I mean, so it's, clunky. In the tabloids. <laughs> that is, I guess, a tabloid. You're, you're also the, questioning, like, when did yeah. these newspapers come out? Like 1957. Have you guys watched uh, the Survivalist? No. no, I have been meaning to watch this for a while. I'm. It's a, I think, a Scottish movie. Um, but we're talking about like too much dialogue and that's something that i've heard about that movie it's a it's a post-apocalyptic a guy living in the wilderness and then there's two women and it's almost zero dialogue because he sort of helps them and then some stuff goes sideways i guess but there's almost no talking throughout i'm into this style of well it's also playing with like uh millicent simmons who's who's deaf in the movie and in real life yeah it was also in wonderstruck which played a deaf character and that also played with the dialogue and language and what she knew and understands and some in this movie when it's from poor point of view the sound cuts out right there's yeah. some really good stuff there. that's really interesting and i think she gives a really great performance and i think like a john krasinski specifically wanted to hire a deaf actress to get that naturalistic acting right i i feel like that character trait is not really paid off in the best way in the movie it's quite clunky and and it feels really really amateur kind yeah, of the way that it's the justification if you will for that character being, i thought it was really stretched out right like uh, yeah it, it, these it, people these people are supposed to be and they seem to be really good at being smart and surviving but then they just don't they take too long to get things that i feel like i would get exactly they're an hour behind the audience right like we are way ahead of what these characters are understanding like straight up like i have a question uh couldn't they just like get dog whistles and kill everyone rick has a lot well, of I have, I have a better question couldn't they just get shotguns and kill all the monsters yeah like or they could set up <laughs> like make a loud noise and then start picking them off once they all came like they, I mean, yeah. See, we're well, this is the problem. They could have lived movie. in a high rise. They could have lived into a underground or like a movie theater where it's soundproof. There's 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 plot holes. <laughs> there's many. There's gaping. They could have worn socks. Gaping. You could drive through these plot holes. And I don't want the kids listening to think that they could have lived by the. They go to a waterfall in this movie. They yeah, could have just lived by the waterfall. I, none of these. Are they aquatic holes? animals? Could they go to an? Oh yeah, they do swim. But none of these plot holes ruin the movie as you're watching it, right? No, so I, no, it's I don't all want about the, the tension. I really don't want the kids listening to think that we didn't have a great time watching this, or that the we, execution of this movie is great. It's a brilliant movie to sit it's through, and really fun, like really enjoyable, especially like if we can talk around it. The central the, piece of the the pregnancy scene and the and the. The birth sequence, I guess. The framing, the pacing, the editing by John Krasinski and his crew are great. A lot of the design is so well thought out. It's just from a plot and writing standpoint, the emphasis on it 
cannot help but call into question these basic things, especially when they do stuff and you're like, why wouldn't you doing that earlier or all the time? But I think the movie moves so quickly that you only have time to think about these things afterwards. And, and you're, you're constantly... I don't know. Like, when they go to the waterfall, I'm like, oh, why don't they just sure, live here? Sure, sure. But for, when, yeah. for me, that central scene with the, with the birth sequence gets ratcheted that up. That was the easiest birth I've ever seen. But to so many different levels, it's right? It's really quick. Yeah. It's just had no, no issues. That's no the compli- quietest baby, too. No complications. Because you know what really happens in nature when, like, you're attacked during childbirth is that you don't give birth. And, like, that can really fuck things up. Oh, is that what happens? Like, the body... You'll, you'll just, just wait. Oh, okay. Yeah, because you'd be un- under stress, and yeah, so, yeah. Uh, so stress wouldn't induce it; it would it would hold it back. Like in fight or flight, like if you have to flee, oh wow, your body would stop the birth process. Well, I mean, uh, Emily Blunt is superhuman, so I don't know that applies. But for yeah, me, this scene, right. this scene works because it's not only working on the level of like giving birth, so women identifying with that pain, but there's also other elements brought into it. Like it's, it's super well executed. A nail in the fucking foot. Yeah, and that takes it to another level. Like anyone can identify with that now. So we just keep stepping levels up. How the hell are you going to be quiet? Although now, well, did they not close any doors ever in this movie? No, I think they should have soundproofed everything day one. But just like doors are just open willy nilly. Yeah, the door to they their can, home is just wide open. Well, they can the door to the basement. Just snap the thing off the hinges also right? so uh we, it's been established that it, yeah so if you if you the, the consistency of the monsters hearing things and what they can and can't do it's just not it's, it's not consistent and it's, it's it's convenient for the filmmaker but it's not consistent for the film audience correct and you know the 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 plot point with uh the the daughter and her hearing aid that just takes so long well, that that's what's frustrating. I think is is we as the audience are so far ahead of the characters at that point. And if if you have a monster that is sensitive to sounds, why wouldn't you be doing things to make them uh, exactly. blow their eardrums? You would you would imagine that the very first thing you do is is start blasting frequencies of any kind. Like the military would have had no problem with this sound threat. pulse. They have audio. That is weapons. a real weapon. Yeah. 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 Where they just like vibrate your. Sh- you shit your pants and stuff like that. <laughs> the brown note. <laughs> also, so if if there's something, if there's a, if there's a consistent noisy sound like a waterfall, like can they they mute that out because it's consistent? Like why aren't they all just running to like like loud natural things instead of hearing random voices in the woods? Yeah, like wouldn't they all be around the waterfall? Yeah. Why do they ignore the waterfall? Well, the, I guess because it interferes with their ability to. And like they they had fireworks going on for a long time. I know, I know. and like only a couple. And then at the end with the the gun, all they all came. There's a lot of problems. Holes, yeah. Okay. But like you said, it was fun to watch. I ate a whole bag of popcorn. Oh, you, so you no. you pissed everybody off. And it must have been so loud, and noisy. <laughs> I heard every whisper. Every crinkle that went on this movie. You could That's, hear the, the individual corn I, kernels popping in people's mouths. I would highly recommend going to a sparsely crowd attended showing of this movie. Yeah, that's what's interesting about this. Like, what snack should people eat during this? Movie? Well, you can eat whatever Nothing. you want, but you shouldn't actually see a quiet place with a crowded... Marshmallows? With a, with a crowded... 
uh, people like if soft it's, fruits. If if you're in an empty Mashed theater, potatoes. you're no, gonna you gotta use a spoon. Yeah, <laughs> this this theater was packed, and you could hear every single thing that was going on, and and. It I, took me a lot of a lot of dedication, restraint. To, I also well, no, just dedication to get into the picture and drown out all of the tiny noises. Uh, I also wonder how how aware people are going to be that this is like a near silent movie, and it is it is called a quiet place. But also, that sounds like a, a British period drama. Like I like in our, when in our audience, I I visibly noticed when the movie was getting into it. Like people were like, "Oh, this is the movie." Like there's no there's no there's no talking like everything's sign language and like people were a little baffled right because it's like you you, you they, don't ex- yeah you don't expect to just not hear dialogue and read subtitles uh, through sign language right you think it's going to be like it follows where like it's going to be quiet sometimes but most yeah. of the time they'll just be regular talking or moody but like no it's like a kind of a, a silent film uh, for most of it and I think I heard that the creature wasn't even finalized until. Those creatures looked amazing. They do, but I, I've, I've read that they had no idea what they were going to be looking at until after they saw the season finale of Stranger Things. Oh no! Yeah, <laughs> but they, they actually had no creature design in mind when they were actually when they I were sh- that. shooting, right? Mm. So it's it's interesting to think that they're not they don't have any idea what this final design is, and they're just shooting. Yeah, but the, around I think- it. I think that's for a lot of things, right? Unless I it's think like so. Godzilla or something. No, I, I think that makes sense. My my main problem with the ending, if we're going to get into spoilers... Yeah, please. The weight that this movie tries to treat its twist is just terrible. Well, what twist? The the hearing aid being the the weakness, right? The beginning of the like film Like the frequency that John Krasinski has magically discovered. He has this He's so competent. Like he's able to build these hearing aids for and his he daughter. Has, the beginning of the film he has this board. We need to find a weakness. I mean, it's so clunky and They brutal. can only they can they only know sound. Like there's that's such an easy weakness. Exactly. So it's like how hard was it to find out this weakness? And then the characters are so Dumb and lunk-headed, trying to find out, oh, what could it be? It's the hearing aid, and we see it so early on, and the way that Millicent Simmons, she slams that hearing aid into the microphone with so much weight and so much, like, almost like it's this superhero moment. I, I, I felt like that was so cheesy and ridiculous. And then that's what blows up all the goddamn creatures. I really, I really hated how no, um, no. Uh, John Krasinski's character like sacrificed himself because I kept thinking yeah. this is unnecessary. Yep, yep, not necessary. Because uh, it was like it, he, because yeah. he did it only to pay off that storyline about his love for his daughter, right? Because his like, daughter, look, I really love you. Because his daughter accidentally causes uh, the other son's death at the very beginning of the movie, right? She and, didn't even. It was the the kid was an idiot and he picked up the batteries. No, but she gave it back to him, and then I mean, she I, didn't. Give no, no, him the I, I agree. I agree. I agree. It's not her fault. I, I, it's not her fault, but uh, she blames herself, right? Yes. And yes. in the in the in the story. Uh, the, the they they talk about that and then John Krasinski's like no I don't blame her but have you ever told her that right yeah so anyways that's the payoff right that no he loves them so much he would do, that's all he wants to do is protect them was like unnecessary like just let her go in the basement and see the pile of hearing aids uh, yeah that's all you needed to do why wasn't well, she, she did, allowed she, she did do that but yeah but and after she almost, after she did, he died yeah. why wasn't she allowed in the basement 
Uh, because I think it's because because to, she she can't hear. She's not aware of sounds and stuff. And if you're in the basement, that she's more sus- at uh, at risk and stuff, right? I don't think I don't think I, I couldn't figure it out. I don't know if there's an explanation why. I think generally he didn't want anyone in the basement except for him and uh, the his only wife. thing I could think was that maybe he wanted to like spare her from like he wanted to sort of let her live more of a carefree existence, even though they were living in this scary. But apparently they were able to just like roam around on their own without supervision, right? Yeah, but that's I think what you when you were saying this movie's about like parenting. Oh yeah, like that's what it is, right? He, they eventually have to come to terms with because they get you know, separated and they your worry kids about are them. out there and yeah. do they know like what you've taught them? And, and John is like, work? no, they're smart. We've we've we trained them. They know to they know to wait, and then I will find them. Although it is weird that um that the kids get into an argument. It's like he's not coming. No, he's going to come for you, not me. That was so belabored. Yeah, some of the dialogue is kind of rough. Which is hilarious because it's like sign dialogue. I know. Right? Yeah, that's what's funny. <laughs> Maybe it's better if you speak sign language. <laughs> yeah. Just leave it. We don't need this bad dialogue yeah, it's, to it's, it's an Isle of Dog situation. If we knew it's, sign language, it would be, yeah, it would be yeah. it all makes sense. Lost in translation. Yeah. Uh, uh, it, yeah, it's just like that stuff with like it seems so rough. Like you were talking about like clearly like these kids were very loved, right? Yeah, none of this is uh, earned as as an arc, I guess, if you if you can call it that. I I don't I don't buy that these characters needed any redemption. Then none of them made any mistakes. And how would they not realize all these things? Like, I don't know, after a few days, not after all of these days? people are, are completely admirable in all of their survival tactics. Like, I, I I admire every single member of this family. They they are all incredible survivors, and I don't judge any of them for any of their actions. So none of them need redemption or any sort of... They don't need to apologize for fucking anything. Uh, so, Red, I have a question for you. Yeah, uh, what's up? Scott and I are childless. Um, if, if you were in this situation, yeah. do you think you'd be using protection to not bring a, a child into this world, especially as a baby that's noisy? Or would you just be like free balling it and be like, yeah, whatever happens, happens. we got to save the world. So are you asking me if I would like focus my energies on solving the monster problem or if I would just be like fucking? Yeah, you just be constantly doing it. I'll be fucking. <laughs> <laughs> but like, it, 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 no, I'm kidding. I would be th- I like sitting in the theater for... However many minutes, all I could think about was ideas for how to defeat the monsters. Like, if I was in that world... Like, would you... Like, you you would not get pregnant, right? No. And no. also, as, I, I don't know. Not unless I moved into a it. penthouse somewhere. Yeah, and like, or as, like as soon, an island somewhere. As soon as she realizes they, they should be moving to anywhere soundproof, going to a high rise, something, right? Yeah, like I would I, not be living in the like country. Like in the movie, they, they set up that underground thing, but she's like eight, nine months pregnant. Like I would be living in there all the time. Dude, like I would live in a bunker somewhere. Like and easy. With movie with theater. Guns. Well, I think the, the reason why perhaps that she's pregnant again is because she's lost a child and want like the idea of, of only having two when there, you know, she, she had three children. The, well, the, 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 she think, doesn't but, know uh, if, if they're, any of, they're loving parents. They just no, want to, who, who are those no, children going to make children with uh, down the road? <laughs> she doesn't know this is if an Adam and Eve situation. Any of her children are going to survive. So she can, has to continue. Like she, any of her kids could die at any moment. So she could, probably do with some more in these these are the scenarios where people have broods right like if you could lose a kid at any time you have a dozen 
yeah, it's like you're a farmer. You needed as many as possible to work. You know, like one or two of them might. Like this uh, is yeah, yeah, I'm gonna make it exactly. In, in the like medieval times, you and they made with each other, like you were asking before. Yeah, but I feel like you have sound monsters. You may take some extra precautions. So did this? Did this ending work for you guys? They fucking. I mean, the last shot was amazing. But this hero shot of sticking the fucking hearing aid into the microphone and blasting this frequency out, and we're supposed to think, hell yeah, get the goddamn heavy metal guitar out let's start kicking ass and how, rocking how, out how many rounds do they have well, we don't know that and what are they just gonna keep that speaker going until all the speakers blow like i guess they just they're gonna attract monsters and you, kill you them lure them in shoot their fucking brains out lure how do the in, fireworks the not out. attract them already i think the those ending, are a lot of fireworks the, the ending's pulpy and fun but it 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 really ends on a they're weird dead. cliffhanger moment though don't you think like that to end on that emily blunt kills them all come on but to just go like and cut on that moment it's I, bold it is bold and the, the movie shot. is a really short 90 minutes and this movie moves and that's the ending really is proof of that it, it, there's nothing else that we need to be shown and i feel like we could I see a sequel? I don't know. Like, is there any falling action in this movie? Like, it's just like you're going up this steep, no, slope it of tension ends at the climax, right? And then, and then, yeah, it's over. Well, it, I guess now we have a weakness, and now we can kick some ass. There's like a yeah, like a little bit of a plateau when there's the microphone thing happening, but you end on a money shot, and you you end on the suggestion of. Now we're gonna kick some ass. There's just gonna be a more of a fight. It reminds me a, bit, a little like, bit of uh, the gray, which ends on a similar note. Oh of, yeah, yeah, that's right. We are about to maybe fight to the death, and it's about to go f- like balls out. And here we go. Yeah, and you know cut what? Credit. I feel like that in the gray that was totally earned, right? Because it oh, built yeah. like everything was. I'm, I don't know what logical, but it like it, it it was choreographed for that ending. And I feel like this, like we said. Why wouldn't why why didn't this happen at like the beginning of the movie, right? It's much more logical in the gray and more the the survival choices that are made are are completely logical. Like the ending in a quiet place, it makes sense like visually as a money shot, as a client, like as a just it feels great, but it makes no sense like you done this. You should have done this on the first day. On the first day, you should start attracting them with weird noises. Ba boom! Headshot. <laughs> yeah. Attract him with a weird noise. Gunk. Your shotgun turns out to be. Oh, their weakness is is weapons. Yeah, like yeah. You have a, how hard is it to have a speaker over there? Give him the days move like ar, 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 and then gun. Finish get, him. Get one of those. Uh, I don't know those huge machine gun things and just pick him off. Yeah, like every I said, guy cast a spell. The, uh, mili- uh, the military would have no like. A, I feel like AR-15s. We hear a Sound lot about pulses. those. They could take out one of these guys. At worst, the human race would everyone would just go deaf because it would affect us too, right? Maybe that, yeah, that would make more sense. We don't need to hear it. They should have played with that a little more. Krasinski does one cool scene in the cornfield where we don't hear this creature that's right behind Millicent Simmons, and yeah, because she doesn't hear it. Yeah, yeah, that could have been done to greater effect. But also, couldn't like we just evolve better hearing? Like, instead of being deaf, like, being deaf isn't actually helpful. That's what's strange about the addition of of the deaf character in this movie, because it's... It, it, it I subverts don't, your expectation. But I don't think it's in reality, or it needs to be there. In reality, find me... Like, I'm, I'm, I'm sure no, that deaf people accidentally make noise all the time. 
No, it, she's deaf because then they all know sign language, and that's how they're able to survive, right? So that, yeah, it's this family has a strength because but aside from the and also her deafness, kind of yeah, like like Red was saying, she she's not aware of sound, right? That's why the thing at the very beginning of the movie, the risk and things like that, and why John is a little more worried about her is because she's not aware when she makes sound, and so that's sort of things that set off the plot of the movie. But yeah, it's not it's not an advantage, right? And they the way they maybe they don't play with that enough in the movie. Yeah, that's what I feel. It's it's and like they have her between they have her so they can you can also have uh, sequences where there is no sound because we see it from her point of view. Yeah, and the monster's scary when everything's silent. Yeah, it's like gravity, and also like and we need focus. a hearing aid to kill all the monsters, right? Yeah, yeah. see, it's 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 actually ridiculous. It's actually like a bad M Night Shyamalan twist. The, actually, like I don't keep ragging the movie, but I just I just wish it had less plot in it. Like the fact, that, like we know too much about the monsters yeah, that we can question all these things. Yeah, right? yeah we should never have seen them. Really? Ooh. We should have seen them way last, for sure. I don't know. Just, like, only it, as they take someone. It, it is a bit jarring when we immediately cut to a close-up of its whole head. and Like, it's making the noise. That was and pretty it's, cool, though. And, but all of a sudden, we're, re- we're looking at the whole creature's head, and it's opening up, and it's, we see the, crazy eardrum. the eardrum and stuff. It's, it's a very jarring cut. Um, yeah. The, the, they look great, but and like maybe the, we're the seeing too much. The level of hearing needed to be established consistently from the beginning there should yeah. have been like a yeah. like an That's audio problem they should have had like an audio meter with them and there could have you could have played oh with that, that. would be cool you could have played with yeah how many decibels can the thing if james cameron made this movie there'd be sequences that consist only of audio levels and the the, the amount of suspense that would be built off of just watching audio levels jump up and, and down. like someone's adrenaline like your heart would start pounding and you'd be watching you like, is your heart pounding too loud oh shit so i kept waiting for this movie to play with like breathing and like heart beating as the monsters got closer and us like the camera almost like going yeah, into like the body right? to hold your breath and, and it never happened no because the the monsters just stop hearing as soon as they got close to people right i feel like they could be like they, they they should be able to hear you your breath and your heartbeat if they can hear ran, random sounds from far away yeah like she like drops a frame it's not really established what they hear like it's something about the difference between the ambient noise and the the noise you make but like so in theory, how great does that differential have to be in, and in theory if you just put a, a bunch of speakers around your perimeter that was just constant or had any other noise they wouldn't be able to hear it right like a waterfall yeah you could just absolutely they would drown out right you just the play noise. play white noise around play, at, know, at a really high volume and, they, and they even say that it's, if there's a louder noise somewhere else then they'll go you're safe you're safe yeah Okay, guys, we we sound like we're really mean to this movie, but we really liked it. It was really fun. It's, it's it, this is a great uh, theater experience, except for sounds like sounds in real life around a the theater. Yeah. But it's, it's to me, it's one of the best movies of the year, uh, and it, it's it, it's one of it's not the get out of this year because it it doesn't have that's that. A, that's a, at that episode of Atlanta. It's not quite that layered. Yeah, but I feel like. This, this is, is like get, the 10 Cloverfield Lane of this year. It's getting a lot of love, and people are really freaking out. About Jane, uh, it's a great genre movie. Stephen King was giving it a ton of love. And uh, Ryan Reynolds. Yes. He saw it twice. Yeah, lots of people are going over and over. Because yeah. like we say, it's really fun to go and see. But I feel like if I watch this movie a second time, I would have so many more complaints about yeah, like, the Yeah, specifically about the monster. But what kind of score are we giving it, though? Because I think that's not going to reflect all of the bullshit that we just threw all over this movie. Like I, I, I'm giving it for sure a seven and a half. Yeah, I'm right with you. I'm, I'm actually only going to give this a seven. Whoa, whoa, 
Yeah. Damn. I don't think it quite deserves uh, as uh, at eight, but it's it's definitely up there with uh, a viewing in terms of filmmaking and viewing experiences and uh, just like it's it's a fun movie. Actually, you know what? Emily Blunt makes it a seven and a half. She's amazing. She's, she's yeah. Emily Blunt. She's such a strong actress. Oh. Like I actually bought her. That delivery in the bathtub. Her breathing, uh, like stepping on the uh, stepping on the nail, and that whole hiding, like every yeah. she's she's great. You, this is a, this is a really good movie for sort of realizing how much of acting is just nonverbal too, right? Um, the facial expressions, the sort of the blocking of the characters in position to another, yeah, yeah, yeah and yeah. the way the camera sort of uh, gets them interacting. Um, so, like, I think the, all the performances are pretty pretty great. Okay. See, we like this movie a lot, folks. Yeah, it's, it's just good. like be be aware that you're gonna it's you're gonna question you're a gonna lot of pull stuff. Some some plot holes out of it. Yeah, there's there are some big ones too. Yeah, try not like, to think about it while you're in the movie. Yeah, and you might want to watch this one at at home. home? Somehow. No, 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 I like wait until it's. I don't know. I think the 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 silence of the movie really is heightened. Uh, being seeing it on the big screen, it's just. Yeah, like I said, you need a quiet audience. You need a good audience. Yeah, yeah, you need a respectful audience. Okay, guys, think that does it. Mm-hmm. I don't know what we're reviewing next week, though. Is no, it, no rampage? Is it rampage? Super Troopers two. I, I feel fuck, pretty. Oh my fucking god, it's rough out there. But Avengers is coming soon. I mean, maybe we do a shit a shithead review. Maybe like Wild Wild West or ooh. Big metal spiders, something like that. Maybe Jim Cotta. I don't Ooh, know. How, how is that? How is that better than Rampage? Yeah, it's probably not. But uh-huh. I just, I just Dwayne saw, Johnson is a is a stud. Pacific Rim Uprising is still in my brain, so I feel like I've I've watched. I'm sorry, how many what, giant white gorillas were in uh, Pacific Rim Uprising? Well, none. But I saw buildings getting smashed up by giant hulking CGI. I can't believe blocks. I can't believe uh, Rampage and Skyscraper are separate movies. Yeah, see, that's a weird thing, right? What's what Skyscraper? It's like the same movie, but he, he's in Skyscraper, and there's no gorilla. And he has a... They should edit those oh, movies together. It was filmed here. I, you know what? I, there's some really funny things on the internet. in Hong Kong. Uh, the yeah, poster, yeah. the poster, like, I was looking at this at school. There's he's a got poster like a of fake him leg, right? jumping. No, there's a poster of him jumping from a crane yeah. to yeah. the building. Yeah. And all these, like, graphs analyzing <laughs> yeah. how he he's can't... He's not going to make it. He can't possibly <laughs> make it. You'll <laughs> <laughs> should... never guess what gets caught on a rope that saves him. They should really edit those His movies rocks. together. Like, I want to see an edit of Skyscraper put together into... Or movies where Dwayne Johnson's in a, like, a safari shirt in the jungle. Well, no, Rampage should cut to these sequences of of himself in another movie running through skyscrapers like, as... As the Rampage is causing the skyscraper yeah. to fall down. Like maybe digitally put There's the another other... Dwayne Johnson out. movie happening at the top. Yeah. Cinematic universes, guys. Two Dwayne Johnsons cannot occupy the same space at the same time. Ooh. It's in Time Cop. You know, I, otherwise, it's just science. Yeah. Okay, where can we find you guys on the internet or whatever? Uh, you could find me on Twitter at Jared underscore Sargent All if right. you wanted to. All right. Uh, you can find me on my reviews at rickchung.com or yvrk.com or at those handles. Dope. Okay, I'm at Scott Wilson BC. That's with two L's. You can follow the show at Vertical Viewing. Email us, verticalviewing at gmail.com. I'm doing sign language 
for all of our. I, I would just like to apologize to all the deaf people listening yeah, you, to this podcast. You guys would hate oh, this. Nice. Whoa. Uh, I don't yeah. know. Is that offensive? Patreon.com slash vertical viewing. That's where you can support the show on an ongoing basis. You can be part of our. I guess we're having some sort of weird key party uh, orgy. It's like thing. a harem, the <laughs> vertical harem. Oh my god, we'll stack you it's up. It's nasty in here. It's so tasty. Oh, gross! But it's lick a, it vertically. It, it's a strange orgy that you can join. You can support the show monthly. You can suggest films, but if you want to support the show on a one-time basis, just on a one-night stand, it's not as dirty. It's as dirty as you want it to be, really. We we love any and all donations. But you go to verticalviewing.com, click on the PayPal button. You can also follow us on iTunes, Google Play, whatever the fuck. Wherever you tune get in your, radio, your Apple Internet Pie. Apple Podcasts. Apple Pie Podcasts. Are there any final thoughts? What's, what's going on? Keep uh, it vertical. Yeah, oh, that's the one. That's it? Nothing cool anymore? Mm, no, there's one. Yeah.